This episode is sponsored by The Juice, which is kind of like Spotify for B2B content. It's a great portal to find curated resources from the best and brightest thinkers in B2B marketing and sales today. And we're using these ad spots to shout out creators that we admire in B2B, asking them a simple question. What does it mean to be a modern day marketer? Today's answer comes from Misha Bokikio, Senior Content Marketing Manager at Goldcast. A modern day marketer trusts their gut. They acknowledge and appreciate data, but know that not everything can or should be measured. And that's okay. A modern day marketer doesn't define themselves by KPIs and ROI or any other acronym. They examine both quantitative and qualitative feedback when considering their success or the success of a campaign. And finally, a modern day marketer celebrates and elevates the voices of other creators. They realize that we're all in this together and none of us really knows what we're doing. Or at least that's how we might feel sometimes. But really, you're doing great. So here's to you, modern day marketers. Thank you to Misha. You can follow her work right on the Juice's platform for free using a link you can find in your show notes or you can visit thejuicehq.com to sign up and start learning. Hey, it's Jay, and it's time for another one-shot. These are the short-form monologue episodes that I tell from my perspective. Anecdotes, observations, metaphors, all kinds of stories, and things that I've been thinking about or trying to make sense of. And these complement the longer-form productions, the stories from other people. And together, we create a journey that's well-rounded, I hope, to understand resonance. Why does some work seem to resonate so deeply and spark action? What can we learn, and how can we create more resonant work, too? Today's one-shot is titled, An Ode to the Asterisk. Imagine I told you this story. This morning I woke up, got dressed, and went downstairs to the kitchen. There, sitting on the counter, was my notebook. Sipping my coffee, I opened the front cover to read the five words that inspire me every day. Now this is a story about nothing. Nothing at all happened. And yet, what question are you dying for me to answer? What are the five words in the notebook? What did the notebook say? I gotta know. All right, calm down. I'm gonna get there. But first, what just happened? I told you the most boring story where nothing at all really happened. This isn't some grand narrative arc about a hero embarking on a quest. There's no society-shaking implications here, no industry-altering innovation, not even a compelling character you get to know and care about. So why would you want to hear more? Because you've got questions and you can't wait to find the answer. Me, I have questions too, constantly, in everything I do. Why are things like this? Is there something better? What about this, or that, or that? Who's done this, and how? Why do this thing at all? Why don't we do it that way, and why do we do this instead? These questions, or really more specific versions of that Mad Lib style I just gave you, these questions are what prompted me to launch this very show, and write my first book, Break the Wheel. They're why I think maybe down the road there's a book about resonance somewhere in this journey that you and I are on. Those projects are the reason I can do what I do today. Really, the driver of those projects. Questions. Questions are why any of us should create. Writing or really creating anything, I don't think, is the act of sharing what you already understand. It's the process of trying to understand. After all, creativity is born of curiosity. So I think resonant work starts with wanting to make something better and to find answers when all you have are questions. 
That's what stories are too. The consistent process of raising questions in the minds of your audience, then answering them. And that's why you'd care for me to continue that initial anecdote, even though the story I told you was about nothing. I open the front cover of my notebook to read the five words that inspire me every day. What are those words? Please continue this story. I gotta know. Questions introduce tension and raise the intrigue and the stakes for the audience. And that's what causes us to stick and stay. And the tiny but transformative technique at the center of great stories is the open loop. An open loop is a moment of tension left unresolved. It's a question left unanswered. The loop begins to open, but you haven't closed it yet as a storyteller. And people are hardwired to crave that closure. And that's what turns something flat into something gripping. A story. Sometimes we can introduce tension overtly by asking questions directly to the audience. Why are things like this, dear reader? But mostly, questions that we pose are more implicit. The result of a story left unfinished or a promise yet to be fulfilled. What are those five words on my notebook? The loop opens and we desperately want it to close. As creators and communicators, we need to learn to operate in that uncertainty. First of all, our process should start with questions, not answers. That's the spark of curiosity that takes us on a journey. We become investigators, not just experts. And that journey is to understand something or change something for the better. And that doesn't happen when we simply publish stuff that feels easily answered by a quick Google search. And oh, by the way, everyone else is already writing about that same question, delivering the same answer. So the creative process begins in uncertainty. We have a question and Google can't simply answer it, as my friend Andrew Davis loves to say. Second, irresistible experiences are imbued with a sense of uncertainty. No, no tension, no questions, no intrigue, no stakes, no story, no reason to stay. If your trade is creating things meant to be consumed by others, then what you're learning to trade in is uncertainty. Opening loops, then closing them. That's exactly what makes someone stick around and what makes an experience satisfying once you close that loop. Because they want answers. They want closure. Intrigue followed by a satisfying payoff. Tension followed by a resolution. And thus, opening loops are these hidden but omnipresent techniques in great stories and memorable experiences. No matter what you create, you're in the business of wading through the uncertainty. That's what we need to do to make work that matters. It's not about who arrives, it's about who stays. And the reason people stay is because they want that closure. Don't just grab attention, hold it. Because that's the job. And our jobs get a whole lot easier when we ask important questions, investigate unsolved problems, and wield this tool called tension to grip people, inspire them, and spark action. So, why is this episode titled An Ode to the Asterisk? In fact, if you look at my website, why do I have an asterisk as part of my personal logo? Well, open loops come in many forms. Sometimes they feel grand. Even before the very first episode of Game of Thrones was aired, the very name of the show, Game of Thrones, opened a loop for us. Who will sit on the throne when this is over? And that loop remained opened for, like, 10 years? Something like that? And then you go, oh, wait, really, him? That's who you're closing the loop with? Really? I have some notes. Turns out the payoff needs to match the initial intrigue in a satisfying way. Otherwise, the open loop was more or less empty hype. The closure matters too. But more on that in a different episode, maybe. So some open loops feel big and far-reaching, but most don't. 
Many are much smaller, and these are the ones that we can use to pull out meaningful stories from the seemingly day-to-day of our industry niches. We might not tell stories like Game of Thrones, but that doesn't mean we aren't surrounded by stories worth telling. For example, simply by using the word but in that previous sentence, I wrote a more enjoyable, higher-impact sentence. We may not tell stories like Game of Thrones, but that doesn't mean we aren't surrounded by stories worth telling. But is the smallest storytelling device and the tiniest open loop there is. It's a dense little dose of tension, a question you can raise before answering it with the very next clause. But is the tiniest storytelling tool. At least, that's what I thought. Because then I remembered the asterisk. When you see a sentence end with an asterisk, you're immediately intrigued. It's like a spiky little promise of something to come, something more, something deeper, and something nuanced. Reality is messy. There's more to this story. We still have some questions. So go find the footnote for answers. So why the asterisk? By including it in my logo, I hope to remind myself and you to always embrace the power of uncertainty. I want us to question the conventional wisdom more, to look past superficial explanations, and to poke holes in the best practices in order to find the truth. I hope to remind myself that reality is messy and nuance matters. And this creative work that you do and I do, it's about depth and a world trending shallow. Why the asterisk? Because the real work of creators unfolds in the minutia, the tiny things, the little details, or even footnotes that others seem to ignore. And that's why I love deconstructing the created work, because there, the craft unfolds. Creativity isn't a gift. It's a practice. Why the asterisk? Because it's a way to speak softly, but with significance. It's not a clickbait headline. It's not a crude approach. This is especially important when others seem to shout or hype their way into people's lives. I love when a narrator or a keynote speaker ends an immersive experience, not with a blast of energy, but with a short, powerful idea, almost whispered. And as they approach that last line, they set the tone. Your eyes start to widen. You nod your head in agreement. Damn. You feel like they're speaking to your soul. And then, speaking softly, they say something significant. It's like saying, yes, this is our daily reality and our daily struggle, but don't forget, asterisk here, followed by the closure. There's more to this work and this life. Why the asterisk? Because of the storyteller who inspires me most, Anthony Bourdain. He's why I so desperately wanted to make things that matter, and help others do the same. I think the business and career categories largely miss that Bourdain-like quality. He lived in the gray. He did it with nuance. He didn't try to wrap things up with a nice, neat bow and say, here, here's a simple answer. In fact, he was on record as saying, all the problems in the world seem to come from people looking for a simple answer. So if we're creating B2B content, we don't need to focus all of our ideas and energy on the largest brands, the trends of the week, the vapid career advice to follow your dreams. We can face reality with all of its mess and nuance and yes, even the routine or regular stuff. And like Bourdain did, we can dig deeper and find meaningful stories in that mess. We can stop acting like experts and start acting like investigators. And that begins by asking better questions and pursuing them without bias or upfront certainty. Your knowledge may be finite, but your curiosity is infinite. And that's what makes great stories so powerful. Endless pursuit of curiosity. 
Everything great storytellers do, Bourdain or otherwise, feels like it sort of ends with an asterisk. Nothing is black or white. Bourdain dove headfirst into the messy gray areas, and it's there that the answers seem to be. And the reason he inspired me is that I felt like I was on the journey with him. I got that invitation. I think we should all think more like that. Invite others to join a journey between what we're doing now, the status quo of our community, and something better, your vision for something better. You don't have all the answers, but you're trying to find them. Join us. Subscribe. Come with. We all want to make what matters. And to do that, we can cut through all the self-proclaimed social media gurus, all the puffed out chests, and their false promises of shortcuts, hacks, and sheets We can set aside the need to have the answers and instead invite people to join us as we explore more meaningful questions. If we truly want to make what matters, then let's invite others to join the journey rather than promise a shortcut to the end. Why the asterisk? Because of those five little words written in my notebook. Five little words that Anthony Bourdain had proudly tattooed on his body years before he left this world. Five little words that perfectly sum up open loops and asking questions and storytelling and being open to nuance and change and the mess of reality. Five little words that I desperately want to embrace when I create, all neatly summed up by the asterisk. I am certain of nothing. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for listening to this one. This one held special meaning, not only because, you know, it's part of my logo and therefore sort of my identity, both in the businessy, personal, brandy sense. I, I hate that. Let's let's go with reputation. <laughs> the, the identity I've created, the design is part of my reputation publicly, but also just this is this is the most meaningful stuff. This is where I want to live and I want more creative work in the business world to live. So this was meaningful. Thank you for listening to it. And, you know, honestly, that's all I have to say today. I'm going to skip all the usual credits because I just don't want to dilute that fact. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, I need to remind you to keep making what matters. See ya. Thank you once again to my friends at The Juice for making this episode possible. They are the world's largest library to get curated resources about your job as a marketer or sales professional. See what's trending, build playlists, and follow brands and marketers that you admire. See, The Juice and I believe the same thing, which is that once upon a time, content marketing was about teaching others. The more helpful you were, the better it was for your brand. But along came all these ideas like gaming the algorithm and growth hacking and all this other junk that diluted much of the content that brands publish for other marketers and sales professionals. The Juice is trying to put the learning back into this type of content. You can explore this platform for free at thejuicehq.com.